0: Welcome to the Feed Companion podcast, where I discuss various topics and things that interest me, ranging from technology to sports and other things. All right, welcome to the Feed Companion podcast, episode twenty-one. And on this episode, I just wanted to go over ChatGPT, and then um, more specifically, just AR, AI, excuse me, artificial intelligence art software and apps and things of that nature now i'm not an expert and i haven't done extensive research you know of all at all really um i'm just getting on here like anyone else surface knowledge um obviously i do pay attention to computer science a little bit you know it's something i'm pursuing and i do pay attention to artificial intelligence as well uh because I, i'm starting to get a you know passion and you know an interest in machine learning and you know deep learning and all that stuff so um first i'll start with chat gbt so on open ai's website that's the the company you know that produce you know that's made chat gbt it says optimizing language models for de- for dialogue. We We've trained a model called ChatGPT which interacts with which interacts in a conversational way. So it is basically just an AI software where it's built to um have dialogue with a human being that is entering prompts you know into it so you know the next line reads the dialogue format makes it possible f- for ChatGPT to answer follow-up questions admit its mistakes challenge incorrect premises and reject inappropriate requests ChatGPT is a sibling model to instruct gpt which is trained to follow an instruction in a prompt and provide a detailed response so the 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 software is pretty amazing um and i'm i'm pretty sure i just saw a video of the uh microsoft ceo saying it's going to be an api and also news came out that microsoft invested 10 billion into chat which is pretty dope as well so the software It's quite amazing if you haven't seen it. Most people by now have seen it or at least know about it, you know, scarcely. So you can you can prompt this AI to do, you know, a multitude of things. You can tell it to write your program. You know, you can tell it to write a song. You can tell it to do most basic things that are just like structurally based. You know, write you a paper, a 10 page essay on whatever, you know. And I wish I had this when I was younger to write my essays. (laughs) It would have been pretty nice to have. So, um, honestly, a lot of my thoughts where they run to on this is, you know, what does this mean for students? You know, obviously referencing the 10 page essay. What does this mean for programmers? on the lower level, you know, and I don't, I don't know if this, if chat GPT is good at debugging and like, I'm not, that's why I said, I, I started by saying I'm not an expert at this stuff. I don't have extensive knowledge. I, I plan to, you know, over time, but I'm not in no rush, but, um, it, it's, it's interesting. And these are just questions that I, I have, um, and I've heard some people speak to it. A lot of people don't think it's going to replace developers, and uh, but you know, I I never close the door, and I never I'm never going to just assume that anyone's right on that, because you know how do they know? You know that I don't I don't believe they do, and 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 ChatGPT, while it is more recently come onto the stage and impressed people, GitHub Copilot was also a thing before as well and you know like I said I heard people speaking to they didn't think that was gonna replace developers or you know and it doesn't just have to be developers like chat GPT can be a productivity tool for people that work in almost any job um, so like I'm, I'm, no matter what job you work if you have to stay organized Keep inventory, whatever. You can just tell ChatGBT, hey, with these things, with these numbers, I want you to organize this and write me a program that can tell me at this time to do this and, you know, or just something where I can enter in this one keyword and it tells me and pulls and gets information from some database to give me, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing you can do with this stuff to make you more productive no matter what job field you're in and I think that's powerful and um, I look at it as a tool I don't personally myself I don't think it's like the end of the world I don't think it's something that uh, is going to hinder people like a lot of people are talking about it like oh if the if the robot can do everything for you what are you going to learn and I think that's the wrong way to look at it you know I've heard this quote before where people spoke and said, you know, you should never remember what you can uh look up. You know, it's a wasted space in your brain. And I don't necessarily agree with that statement like through and through. I'm just trying to make the point that Chad GPT is and it's it's the it's the Siri equivalent. It's the iPhone equivalent that sits in your pocket that every time you want to know when to go left or right on the street or what the weather is or, you know, what's the capital of, you know, of some city way far out. I was going to say Dubai, but I don't even know if that's, you know, see, but that's what we use the Google for, right? So I look at ChatGPT the same way and hearing all these like fear fearful opinions of like what this means and what this is going to be um i try to just pump the brakes on that um while i know it's possible uh i believe in humans ability to adapt and i think that uh it's like another iteration where we just have to get used to this stuff and obviously be careful because people can use this for bad as well but um you know, hopefully, you know, the cybersecurity adapts as well to it. And we just have to be more careful and understand, you know, what tools are out here now. And, and, um, yeah, it's going to just be, you know, one big, uh, adaptation phase. So, uh, that's my thoughts on Chat GPT. I don't have a whole lot more, uh, to really speak on it i just really need to i know i'm pretty sure that i can get my hands on it um, from what i hear i haven't done it yet um probably need to do that though just to check it out and um that's something that i'm looking forward to as well somebody who's you know a new programmer myself i still have a lot to learn so i'm not just trying to run right to chat but i'm i'm also like i said i'm excited to use it as a tool to make myself more productive with my code but also with just things that i'm trying to get done in life it might just be as simple as me just trying to you know have a schedule for myself and i may maybe i can ask chat gpt what's the most productive way that i can get these 10 things done today you know in this time frame so okay so next um after chat gpt my next topic that i was going to go over um is and this is more niche into the same same concept but more niche is the ai ai art and my opinions on i've I've used ai art um Mm -hmm. like mid journey um i think open ai has a dale i think it's d-a-l-l-e two i haven't used that one but I, I'm aware of it. And then there's also a pretty good app on the Apple App Store, I know at least, called Dream. Um, and I think it's by a company called Wonder, if I'm not mistaken. That one has... It's not as big... Not nearly as big as Mid Journey. Mid Journey is kind of the creme de la creme. You know, it's the top. Um, But w- Dream isn't bad. You know, and it's free... Mid journey costs money. Mid journey gives you a certain amount of prompts before it, you know, but you're producing um images. Sometimes you have to feed images into the model, but it's outputting images sometimes with no it can do it with no input image. But the the central thing is you need to use text inputs, prompts to feed to the AI. And it's going to try to spit something back out at you. And with Mid Journey, um, it's very good. Like, it's very detailed. You can say, hey, paint me a picture in uh, charcoal style of a man waiting for a bus at a bus stop in Tokyo. Um, on a rainy day while wearing a red jacket and it can do it like it's going to push it out and it's going to look like a real image Um, like someone some incredible artist just drew it and it's going to push it out in like a minute you know if that so (laughs) it's pretty incredible but it's like same questions what does this mean for artists what does this mean for Everybody and then who owns and here here's something I've I've researched and I've spent more time researching more on the AI art side, but I guess it's in the same field as the Chat GBT in a way. It's who owns those images. You know, who who and and I and I've if I'm not mistaken, I believe that um I can't remember who, who makes mid journey it may be open ai as well but uh I, I i know the company that was at the forefront at least i think open ai came out with a statement with their dalle or Dali. i may be pronouncing that wrong but i think they they made a statement you know saying that they they they're going to retain ownership of the images which isn't uh surprising in any way but you know that's not set in stone as well it may become a time where these things should be owned by the person who put in the prompts right like because they're essentially taking ownership of the software and what you created out the software which doesn't really make sense i'll give you an example if i'm a camera company And let's say I own the camera, but then you use the camera to produce the, uh, and you, you, obviously you're, you're, you're buying the camera, but even, let's say if you don't even own the camera, if I'm using the camera to produce an image of my own that I, I made, I made that image with the prompts. That's what the program or the software is built to do. You know, is that not my, if I, am I not the creator? So it's a debatable topic and I can see both sides of it really. Um, so I'm not really leaning either way on it. I'm just kind of trying to share both sides and I'm not even, um, explaining maybe both sides as well as I would like, but, um, that's kind of the rough side of it with the AI art stuff. And I've, I've experienced the AI stuff a little bit, um, you know, it's something that I'm really into. I like it. I you know, I've, I, my whole life I was into art. I took art classes. I took design, animation. Um always loved to draw my whole life. But there's something to me that feels great about making AI art. Just feeding the AI prompts and seeing something spit back out at you. And it can take 20 times before you get the image that you want. It could take 40 times. It can take more than that. You may not get the image you want. So it's all fun, you know, in that sense of seeing what you're doing. And um, I think as a creator, a business person, or whatever you do in life, you should be getting yourself ready for these tools and using them to your advantage now. Um, Whether you need to make logos, you know, or whatever These are tools that are existing right now in real time that you can use And um, stop paying people to make logos for you Stop paying people to do Photoshop for you You know, use the AI or learn learn Photoshop yourself Because it's not perfect The AI software, these softwares aren't perfect, you know, but not yet So we got a long way to go with a lot of this stuff. And I just wanted to make this podcast to just kind of make it, you know, um, make it aware to anyone that's not aware. Um, Just the technology that exists nowadays and what you can do with it to make yourself more effective. And like I said, I don't really know if you can use these images commercially. And um another question that I have is that is there any way for the company that made the software to know that the image that you're using was produced with their software? Like is there a way they can know? And how could they know? And what if I just regurgitate that image to another software? And then again and again, and then maybe you can even do this. You can use the AI software to create an image you know some type of idea that you want to spit out and it may give you a good idea and then you as an artist recreate that image now who owns it you see you see how this gets fuzzy um but one thing that i stay constant on is that you can use this to your advantage nowadays as an artist a creator you're trying to build a business it can make you more productive in so many ways that i know when i started making content i wish it was stuff like this that existed so i just make this podcast to say hey you know take advantage of it get familiar with it educate yourself on it use these tools to build a business and become better and um there's going to be a ChatGPT 4 as well that has 500x the nodes of ChatGPT 3 so the future is going to be dope um this podcast is mainly going to be about technology um and you know computer science and stuff like that as i get better at this field i'm still very much a newcomer but one thing that i, I stay big on is i want to you know i want to build it first so so that i'm <laughs> um i'm ready you know from you know by the time i'm skilled in these topics in these fields I will already have all my platforms built for me. So um, that's mainly what this pod is going to be. It's technology based. And as well, I have a, a big interest in basketball. It's it's kind of my first love and um, content wise. So that's always going to be a side part of the channel and maybe some finance here and there. And, um, you know, really other things as, as well. I want to focus on productivity as well, not self help not really a big fan of self help it It has its place, but I'm also kind of a believer in the fact that you should use that energy to just go. um you know everyone needs motivation and you have to pick yourself up before you can start walking. But I, I also think you shouldn't spend so much time focused on getting up. Um getting up is the hardest part, but uh productivity, you know, getting lost in the process, you know, just being in routine is is, is, is to me the, the most important part. So this is the Fee Paying Podcast, episode twenty-one, Chat AI, art, software, and amount. out.